Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Live from Florida's capital city, this is Tallahassee's Morning Show with Preston Scott on 100.7 FM, WFLA, and iHeart Radio Station. Three, two, one. You're on the air. Here we go. Here we go indeed. Seven minutes past 7 a.m., 57 degrees outside. A lot of sevens there. Glad I'm not 70 something or 77 or 57 or i'll just stop good morning thanks for joining us this morning on the show it's the first day back after the long weekend it's monday november 30th program 3253 and great to be with you we remind you guests appear on the phone lines via the prime Meridian bank home loan hotline each and every monday we speak live with steve stewart of tallahassee reports he's with me in studio do you have a nice Thanksgiving holiday? I had to get out of the house, so I quit eating. Uh, yes, we had a great time. That, that's such a bright shirt you're wearing. It's it's well, just, know. oh my gosh. It's the season's over. Yeah. yeah. No, it's no, not know, over. It's not, which is a good thing. It's, yes, it is. Your team's doing quite well. But uh, nice weekend. We, yes. weren't, we, we talked last Monday. I knew a lot was going to happen between last Monday and now. Um, it did and it didn't. Obviously, the, the Thanksgiving holiday slows things down a little bit. But right. Wednesday... City Commission meeting, um, they just put their head down when discussing the All Saints uh, proposals and and uh, the concerns of the, the, the residents and the business owners in the area. Yes, I think as, as we talked earlier, there's a lot around this this issue that was voted on. There was a great turnout. Uh, you know, first of all, they had over 1,500 signatures on a petition. A lot of people uh, at the meeting... And reset what they were concerned about. Right. There was a there's a there's a vacant piece of property that the city actually owned. So mm-hmm. it wasn't a piece of property owned by a developer, but it was owned by the city. The city chose to sell it to a developer who then, um, at the point when they sold it, the city had control over the property use. In other words, they could say, listen, we need retail there or whatever. But sometime in between them selling it and then coming back to the commission, a contract was signed basically by staff which basically uh, tied the hands of the city commission. Uh, All Saints District Association got wind that there was going to be a Hampton Hotel there and ginned up their activism to try to get some input on what was going to go there. Because right now it's a parking lot that that allows a lot of people to park there. Well, it services the first Friday events that go on down there and and a lot of the new business, although you could argue that there's not as much business in retail as a lot of us thought was going to go down there. Uh, there is more. There's more than you think when you really get down there and look at it. Small businesses, as mm-hmm. they call homegrown businesses. So All Saints put the press on to try to get meetings and to get a say uh, in the process. But then they found out that there's really there was nothing that could be done. Uh, well, per se, the easy route. The ship has already sailed. It's already sailed even with a vote, and the vote had to go with the developer um, or there could have been legal action. Now, yeah, let's take a second and talk about that. At the city commission meeting, the staff offers the way that for for those that have never been in the agenda, the staff breaks down the issue into bite-sized chunks and offers options. Right? Correct, exactly. And so they were recommending that there be uh, that they just simply go along with the agreement 
to ch- to to sell this land because an agreement had already been drafted and and they pointed out to commissioners that if they didn't go along with the recommendation then then a lawsuit might be for the option that was in the option there was another option but said if you go this route the uh, the developer could uh, start legal action and so obviously they didn't recommend that did that any action. of the city commissioners ask why that would not, be none whatsoever there was very little discussion which goes back to the point of the group that showed up the neighborhood group a lot of people were there they had 20 speakers that got up and talked about the reasons why you know they had their position but it was it was 5-0 it was not even much discussion they sort of applauded their activism and said they would try to work with them you know on the parking issue but this is an issue that you know we we sort of segue into this is you go back and look at the you know the campaign don uh donations from the uh, developer and you, know, you find out that the developer is donated to four out of the five commissioners at some level uh, a lot of different affiliates and LLCs tied to that t- tied to that development group, but it's obvious they have a presence there. And this was followed by a, a previous article that we wrote about another donor, North American Properties, who was registered, who was represented by a local lobbyist that got a no bid contract. And so this is this was not reported in the local media. These connections and these these donors all it's a big thing for the school board. You know, it's been a big deal in the paper when you donate money and you get a contract from the from the school board. But the city, it seems to be go unnoticed, sort of under the table, because there's been two articles written about the same two issues that I've written about. I've talked about the campaign donations, and that hasn't been published in the local media. So it's it's important to have this transparency, but it was never addressed in the in the city commission meeting either. What's the takeaway for citizens right now? Because on one hand, you step back and you go, well, this is clearly wrong. First, there's the legality of city staff engaging in and signing a contract without a binding vote in advance of that. Well, I, what we're, what we're going to do is we're going to do data requests and find out exactly what happened. We're going to get the emails and the documents and find out what happened. Obviously, this vote was to avoid having to deal with that because the vote makes it you know makes it a moot point of who signed it because the city commission went along with it. Well maybe it doesn't though Steve because if if they if they're facing a lawsuit and and it could have been simply well let's just reverse the process. We can't sign an agreement with you until the commission hears the plan and approves the plan, then we can engage in it. Right. And one of the comments on the story that we published last night, which you can go read there and get a couple links to some different stories, was why doesn't All Saints District sue the city? And so, you know, we're going to go ahead and get the documents and get the emails and find out exactly what happened and what is the requirement. But it was clear, again, we're starting to see, as as I said in the post on this article, is it seems like campaign donors, again, are getting preferences and it's ironic that the hampton the hampton inn which is sort of what the rumor is the hotel is going to be was just two years ago was voted down at the corner of tennessee and monroe because of aesthetics and because they had promised to put retail there which is you know seems to go again if you're following that logic then you know that property in gain street uh and railroad avenue you think you would at least have a discussion about that and i think that's the other thing that shows how this was fast-tracked is there was not a process of where the neighborhood was called in and, and you got to talk about it. You can understand why businesses in the area, certainly the residents, but the businesses in the area would be concerned if they're losing 300 parking spots in an area that doesn't seem to have a ton of parking. There was a couple of small business owners that were up there. They almost got emotional because of the sense that you know they think their business is done because that parking is right behind you know a couple of these businesses 
and they think that they're going to be hurt uh, beyond being able to save it. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Steve Stewart with me this morning. It's Tallahassee Reports, the website, TallahasseeReports.com, talking about a story here in the All Saints District and a little activism, if you will, before the vote. You can see the entire story at WFLAFM.com, or rather the entire story at uh, TallahasseeReports.com. We've got a little teaser for you at our website, but uh, subscribe, get the paper delivered to you. 15 minutes past 7 a.m., Let's do a uh, check of weather. Weather Channel Forecast Center, Terry Smith, with your forecast. Thanks, Preston. Looks fine for anything you've got to do outside today. We're dry, we're warm, partly cloudy, 81. Tomorrow, we have a slight chance of a shower, 80. Our better chance of rain, Wednesday, scattered showers. I'm 100.7 FM, WFLA's Terry Smith in the Weather Channel Forecast Center. You you have someone difficult to buy for? Talk about a perfect stocking stuffer. Tallahassee Report's stuffed in the stocking, huh, Steve? Exactly. Just go to the website. We got a nice little uh, banner ad there. You click on it. Get that thing tucked into your... Uh into your daily reading. I mean, you, that's the thing, folks. This is information, as you mentioned. It's just the Tallahassee Democrat seems to pick and choose. You know, you mentioned that that a similar story, and it's getting coverage again, that uh, that state lawmakers are looking at, at the Leon County Schools uh, process for bids and so forth, and that's fine. I mean, you know, it's news. Let's report it. But why isn't this covered? But you've covered both, both of the stories. Exactly. Let's talk a little bit further about um, about this story because to me, Steve, this brings up st- real definite ethical issues. But the problem is, again, the ethics officer was hired by the very people that she could very well be charged with investigating. And that's somebody else that I will talk to this week to find out if they're looking into this and what documents they would need to move forward. Because, again, the ethics people don't understand that the Independent Ethics Board also deals with staff. Yeah. It's not just the elected officials. So, you know, when did this meeting happen and who was at the meeting that this document was signed? And, you know, was it just signed because they they could do it? Or who didn't know? Who was in charge? But my problem would immediately be, okay, the the new independent ethics officer was, in fact, hired by the city commissioners. Right. uh, Picked by the city staff and reported to the city attorney and the city auditor. One would think that a legal document would have to have been run by the city attorney's office. You would think, and again, we're going to call there, and we're going to find out. Which then brings a conflict of interest, in my mind, between the ethics officer and the city attorney. No. Well, you've talked about that, I won't say ad nauseum, but... All right, so where are we with the ethics board in general? So what we have is the chairman resigned, as we've talked about on this show, under, you know, different scenarios for whatever different reason. The the chairman was obviously friendly, I would say friendly to, uh, or let's say, not for the independent ethics board initially. So she's resigning they're taking applications. Uh, I thought the deadline was November 20th. It was. Okay. For some reason, it's been extended. Huh. I know that there was a number of people that applied. Obviously, anytime this thing gets extended, you know, you start raising questions of, well, why don't you just go with the people that applied? And so that gives more time for people to be recruited. So we're going to get the list of people who are there now. And this is the appointment to remind your listeners that the city commission gets one appointment. And so they'll vote on this, and so they'll go through the applications. I'm sure staff will make a recommendation. But what we want to do, what we didn't do last time or didn't get enough leeway on, is we're going to get these applications and go through them. We'll write a story, obviously, about the people that are there and their background. You know, I think from my standpoint, I'm going to look at connections with the city, campaign donations. Uh, if you look at the, the other members of the committee, very little link to the city. 
connections. They were appointed as people who were out in the community that weren't familiar with the process, you know, which was a good, that's how it's supposed to work. The one, the one, um, I guess the one that violated that rule was the chairman who had a lot of connections was serving on city. Who of board. course is appointed by the city. Right. And had city connections. So, so we'll see what happens, but we will, again, we will get the applications and we can talk about, I may hopefully maybe Thursday it shouldn't be a long process to get those applications. What are the stories you're working on? All right. We've got, um, First of all, there's a minority business enterprise program that the city and the county work on. During the budget process, there was a big issue about hiring someone to do this study for $300,000. Um, the county was going to hire a consulting firm to do it, and the city was. The good news here, who says we don't bring good news, okay. is that the city has decided to try to team up with the county to save, uh, to save some money. And so they're going to try to do this study together. And so we're going to follow that because that is, that's a big deal to determine if they uh, still need the Minority Business Enterprise Program. Another thing that we're working on is education policy. We're going to start moving in, and I expect to see the first article this this year on teacher salaries and how they uh, compare to other districts in the state. We're going to look at this new school that they're proposing on Tram Road. What's you know what's the demographics, the populations of the different high school? Is there a need? So we're going to start looking at that. I would think our first education tour will be out this month. Uh, Obviously, that's a big a big issue with the superintendent's race that's uh, that's you know going to be really hitting stride in January. So that's the stuff we're looking at. Good stuff as always, Steve. Thanks so much for the time. Thank you, Preston. All right, it's twenty minutes past. Again, the website TallahasseeReports.com. You can give it as a gift. Perfect stocking stuffer. You want somebody to be informed. And can I also just be? Let me let me plant a seed. Those of you listening right now, you know who you give this to. You give this to the person in town that is the well-connected. You know what I'm saying? The insiders. The people that think that, uh, you know, the city's just running swimmingly. um, Where they can see through public documents exactly what's going on and why so many of us have concerns. Because there is a shift. There are more people, as they get information, getting involved. But you've got to have the information. If you don't have it, you're not going to get involved. And this is the only place you're going to get it. So subscribe. Go to uh, Tallahassee Reports. Give it as a gift. Go to TallahasseeReports.com. 21 minutes past 7 a.m. The Morning Show here on 100.7 FM WFLA. When we come back, stupid criminal stories and more on 100.7 FM WFLA. The weather info you want. Whether or not you want the weather you get. 100.7 FM WFLA. Fifty-seven degrees. The morning show, one hundred point seven FM WFLA. Great to be with you this morning. I, I can't make you care. I can only tell you that other cities have policies, ordinances. I don't know what you'd call it here. That forbid people that are vendors with the city from donating to campaigns of the commissioners or of the elected leaders locally. You just, if you want to do business with the city, you can't donate. Sorry. Just, it's just, it's a wall of separation we're going to have. You know, certainly, uh, I mean, in some of the local races, believe it or not, PACs are getting involved. It's like, oh my gosh. And now the issue comes up about about PACs and their involvement. But but directly or indirectly, for example, in Miami Beach, you want to do business with the city? Awesome. You can't give. 
Your business, you can't give directly or indirectly to the campaigns. Four of the five members of the city commission receive money from the developer. That just looks bad. Not saying anything, uh, you know, inappropriate going on there other than the fact that they ignored, you know, the the people that, that they're going to impact by this decision. You know, let, let's set aside the fact that they said no to a Hampton Inn two years ago, and now they're saying yes to it. Maybe it's location. Maybe they, just, they didn't want one on the corner of Tennessee and Monroe, and they want one downtown. I, I, I don't see enough business at the hotel that's already up down there. That's like a ghost town, unless the football team's, uh, unless football team's in town playing. I, I just, it doesn't make sense to me, but that whole development doesn't make sense to me. There are parts of it that are wonderful. There are parts of it that I just scratch my head. And I, I just, I don't get. But it is what it is. Learn more. TallahasseeReports.com. The stories you're about to hear are true. We use real names whenever possible to inflict potential embarrassment. It's time for another edition of Stupid Criminal Stories here on The Morning Show. This one is, this one's tough because it, it does involve a loss of life. However, there is this notion of the thinning of the herd. And that now and then, you know, it just it just happens. Guy tried to burglarize a home in uh, in California by climbing in through the fireplace. Unfortunately, He died after homeowners lit a fire in the fireplace, not knowing he was stuck in the chimney. Um, (laughs) Saturday afternoon, and again, this is just one of those, you've got to be kidding me, stories. Uh, Deputies from Fresno County Sheriff's Office get a uh, 911 call. After lighting a fire, male homeowner heard screaming coming from somewhere inside the house. Resident realized a person was in the chimney. He extinguished the fire, but um, but it was too late. And so they had to break through the brick chimney on the side of the house to get him out. He attempted to break into the home sometime in the evening of the 27th, and he remained in the chimney all day. And, uh, yeah, no identity of the would-be burglar. But this story now crosses over. This isn't really a criminal story, but it's criminally stupid. And so I've got to talk about this. St. Augustine, gun range. 62-year-old fella hanging out with his 71-year-old brother-in-law. They decided to spend the day shooting at the range. The 62-year-old man, the 71-year-old man thought had gone to the restroom at the range. For reasons we don't know, he was behind the target, downrange. And so 71-year-old James Duffy of Tampa 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Took aim and fired a few ra- uh, rounds off. And he accidentally shot his brother-in-law three times. This is just, this is just me now. Nothing good can happen when standing behind a target at a gun range. I'm just saying. It's just, it's, that is not the place to be. Oh my gosh. That's what I mean. That's not really a criminal story. But it's criminally stupid, so it belongs. It's 7.30. Let's do news. Come back. The big story in the press box and more. It's the morning show on 100.7 FM WFLA. You're on the go. And now we are too. Type Preston Scott into the search bar on the free iHeartRadio app to listen on your schedule. What he didn't mention is you have to, you have to search under artists. Sinatra. Madonna. Bruce Preston. Just saying. <laughs> I still think that's so funny how uh, I'm listed as an artist in the iHeartRadio app. You're synonymous. That's just too funny to me. Uh, anyway, we uh, we appreciate it. You get that app. You're going to have uh, not just this program whenever, wherever, but you will have whatever you want, wherever, whenever, including Christmas music. So uh, check it out. Get the iHeart app at iHeartRadio.com or visit our website. You can uh, you can see it right there as well. On display, WFLAFM.com. Big story in the press box. The um, shooter in Colorado Springs at the Planned Parenthood Clinic is a loon. You ever seen the movie On Golden Pond? You know what I mean by a loon. Just an absolute out there. Yeah, I mean, just he's just he's. The elevator's not going to the top floors, there, friends. And uh, it's I'm not going to name the guy. There's no point in naming the guy. He's nameless. Uh, it's a shame he took the action that he took because it doesn't do any good. He's a confused man who uh, committed a reprehensible crime. Uh, whether he coherently thought that he was going to do some good at an abortion clinic is, you know, highly questionable. I, You know, who knows? I mean, he was rambling about President Obama. He was rambling about a baby parts. He was rambling about a lot of things. Um, those that talked to him said, you know, this is a guy that recommended you put a metal roof on your house to keep the government from listening in. Um, you know, he was convicted of being a peeping Tom. Domestic violence, you know, just stupid stuff over the years. Um, Had a cabin in the middle of the woods outside Asheville, North Carolina. No running water, no electricity. Lived in a trailer in Colorado. Made money selling paintings that uh, relative painted. Um, 
prints of an uncle's paintings of Southern plantations and the Masters Golf Tournament. Um, guy's a loner, member of a political party, Unite Against Fascism, UAF, which ironically is opposed to socialists. <laughs> or rather, opposed to fascism as a socialist. Um, self-identified as a woman. My hunch is for just poking fun at the whole idea of self-identification, but but that would be even suggesting that the guy has enough wit about him to make a you know a political protestation by mock self-identification. I mean, I I don't know. Here's what I do know. What I do know is if he is a crusader against abortion, he has harmed the cause. He has not helped the cause. Um, if he's a religious zealot, as many people are trying desperately, the mainstream media is going to dig and dig and dig until they find this guy went to a church one day in his life. And then they're going to call him a Christian. They can't call him a Republican because he's a member of another party. Darn it. So they, they cross that off their list. Now they're going to go after and try and paint this guy as a, as a mainline Christian. And I've, I've tried to repeatedly tell you that, that, one of the things that separates Christianity is that Christians don't approve of these kinds of things. This is wrong. Okay, what, you know, what people are engaged in in abortion? Well, yeah, that's wrong too, but it's in our twisted culture, it's legal. So what we do is we change that. We make it illegal. And you go about doing that. I I was sent some information from a listener and I, and I said, we're winning the war. We were winning the war. In the, in the late 1980s, we had about 1.5 million abortions every year. That's a staggering number. Well, that number now has been cut in half. It's down almost 55, 60%. Now, is 699,000 abortions in, in the year 2012, which is the latest set of numbers we have from the CDC, is that something to brag about? Absolutely not. What's, what's, what you brag about is that we're, we're gaining ground. Now, I don't think we're gaining ground because of moral reasons. Certainly there are, there are exceptions and that some do come to the realization that's a child and therefore I cannot do this. Re- regardless of the circumstances of my pregnancy, I can't do this. But having said that, the reason the decline is taking place, in my opinion, is because of, of the science of ultrasounds. Ultrasounds are revealing babies in detail. And so, you know, from, from uh, 2011, 2012, I mean, the number dropped 31,000. 31,000 babies were saved. That's 31,000 lives that have a chance. I, I don't know if you've ever seen it. I have. If you've ever seen somebody or heard somebody who was going to be aborted, but their mom got counseling and mom gave them a chance, and then to see their life 20, 25, 30 years later, it's one of the most powerful, moving things you'll ever see in your life. Have someone say, I got a chance. Thank you. It's a ministry program called Mercy Ministries, and they take in, among other people, young girls that are that are pregnant. 
and they have a wall in their homes lined of, of the portraits of the babies that have been born over the decades. And, and back a few years ago, they had some of those babies come back and talk to the girls as young men, as young women, as adults now, functioning in, in society and contributing. You think that's a powerful message? We have to win the argument, but you don't win it by engaging in violence that is equal to the violence engaged in by abortionists. You don't win it that way. We're winning the argument. The videos on plan- showing Planned Parenthood for what it is. It's an abortion factory. That's how they make their money. That's how you win the day. In fortunate circumstances of some unplanned pregnancies or such that, you know, that's a shame that that happened, but now there's another life involved. And, I, and I've long believed there was a constitutional argument to be made before the Supreme Court of the United States that says, yes, the right of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness of that unborn baby supersedes the right of the woman to make her own choices. She made her own choices. Most of the time, yes, there is that percentage that is below 1% of rape and incest where pregnancy takes place. Let, let, let's, let's set that aside for a second. Let's talk about the 99% where women make choices to do what they want with their body. But when another life is involved, suddenly that first right gets mitigated because that other body, that human being inside the womb, has rights too. But some of this is also just uh, frustration. You know, this, this guy this guy clearly just was not a balanced, sane man. And um, it'll be interesting to see what happens in his court appearances. I'll never use his name. But please understand, if you are, if you are adamant anti-abortionist, this is not how you win the day. You don't win it this way. This is, this is, if you call yourself a Christian, then you better believe in the New Testament as well as the Old. That's Old Testament vigilanteism. That's Old Testament eye for an eye stuff. That's not New Testament. The Old Testament's a history lesson to prove we can't do it without help. The help came. That's called the New Testament. Can't do things that way. 745 on WFLA. Let's go to the Weather Channel Forecast Center. Terry Smith with your updated forecast. Good morning, Terry. Thanks, Preston. Looks fine for anything you've got to do outside today. We're dry, we're warm, partly cloudy, 81. Tomorrow we have a slight chance of a shower, 80. Our better chance of rain, Wednesday, scattered showers. I'm 100.7 FM WFLA's Terry Smith in the Weather Channel Forecast Center. By the way, there are a lot of places that um, that try and help people that um, that find themselves in the situation of a unplanned pregnancy. Five Center here in town. Bicenter.org, P-H-I, center.org. Got an email from a uh, listener here. Let me let me pull this up here real quickly. Um, from the Florida Pregnancy Care Network, based here in town. And uh, Susan, thanks for the note. But um, but there are there are other ways. There are better ways to fight Planned Planned Parenthood. There's a rally next Monday. I'll tell you more about that later on this week. Uh, normally, Joe Camps joins us at this time. Joe, unavailable. That's what happens when you do uh, when you do a segment with a surgeon. Sometimes the surgeon needs to be in surgery, and so Dr. Joe Camps will not join us this morning for healthy expectations, which is brought to you each and every Monday morning 
by Tallahassee Memorial Healthcare, TMH, your hospital for life. So we will uh, move along. Let me let me share a couple of things. Um, United Healthcare expects to lose six hundred million dollars on Obamacare policies next year. So they're dumping the network. They're 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 out. Now conservatives have said from the get go, and again, remember this, that does not mean that that a Republican is a conservative. But Republicans nary nary a one. Not one voted for Obamacare. Not one. Not one. But you were warned that this was an absolute disaster for health care. Some have said the president intentionally did it to collapse the system, that he's getting exactly what he wants, that he wants to push us to single payer, which will be the worst thing of all. That will be complete socialized medicine. Complete. We're partially socialized medicine now. But um, there are there are five facts you ought to be aware of as it relates to Obamacare. Number one, insurance companies are withdrawing like crazy. Do you realize that if if United Healthcare pulls as they're going to do, because how can they not? How can they not? Can't lose six hundred million dollars a year and stay solvent. Then uh, you're going to be down to virtually no options in Florida except uh, one. That's it. How's that for choice? Remember this one? If you like your plan, you can keep your plan. It was a it was a cruel, brazen, outright lie. We showed you over and over again that the intent was to make it seem as though it were that that were the truth, but they knew all along it wasn't. Remember the little the little creep that uh, had to testify that he lied? The, one of the planners of the whole thing. Still waiting on that $2,500 savings you were promised? Premiums are skyrocketing nationwide. They're going to go up, uh, on average, 20.3% next year. Your health care is going to go up, on average. You probably have seen the notices already because they have to disclose it. 20.3%. And, oh, by the way, we still haven't gotten to the worst of Obamacare. He's postponed it till after he's uh, out of office. By executive action. See, that was another strategic mistake the Republicans made. The Republicans should have gone to court immediately and said, no, you passed it. We're going to have every bit of this law in force right now. You say, well, that would have been catastrophic. Exactly. Better to have the catastrophe. That would have been the equivalent of throwing the frog in the boiling water. Frog jumps out. What we've done is we've allowed for the slow boil of the frog. Frog never, never jumps out, gets acclimated to the water. The marketplace has become acclimated to Obamacare to the extent that now to unravel it is going to be really difficult. Have to, but it's going to be really difficult. We would have been better. The Republicans strategically were wrong. They should have forced all of it into into, into action. They passed it. This is what you wanted. Okay, we get it. Fourth, Obamacare customers say their plans are useless due to soaring deductibles. Uh, commonplace, a $3,000 deductible. How, how's that going to help you? You got 3000 laying around? <laughs> and then the death spiral of the, uh, of the insurance industry, which I've, I've mentioned to you. That, that was the whole intent. Dr. Andy Borum came on this program. The whole intent was power and control. Collapse the market. That was the idea, and that's what they're doing. So it is, uh, it is the new reality, sadly, very, very sadly.
51 minutes past 7 a.m. here on WFLA. Rush Limbaugh moments away. We've got uh, a little football to talk about. How about that? 27 to 2? Woo! Who's going to win the seafood from Southern Seafood Market in our second to the last pick'em contest? That's a pretty big deal. Who gets that seafood? We'll tell you. We'll talk about bowl season as well. The preliminary projections are out. They're hilarious, as is this one. You ready? They don't have enough teams with 6-6 six and six records to fill the bowls. There might be teams going to bowl games with 5-7 and seven records. Ugly. We've got Cyber Monday and more still to come on 100.7 FM WFLA. Filling your news feed with the top trending news at the top and bottom of the hour on 100.7 FM WFLA and WFLAFM.com. Now you're a man, a man, man, man. Now you're a man. You are now a man. You're a man. Now you're a man. Time for another Manly Minute, an opportunity to pass on the concept that we are born male, but you become a man by choice. Male by birth, man by choice. You choose to be a man. And while we at times pass along fundamental things that young men need to learn, like how to change a flat tire, how to jump a car battery, how to repair uh, some basic little things around the house, we have of late delved into philosophical issues as well. For example, today. You know, the future might belong to the modern man, but the greatness of this nation belongs in real men. Understanding what a man is. And a man knows that the world does not owe him a thing. One of the most important lessons you can teach your young men is the world owes them nothing. After reaching adulthood, a real man is entitled only to what he can provide for himself, what he earns. Sometimes that requires perseverance and diligence and hours and hours and hours of hard work. And sometimes it's not always acknowledged. Sometimes it isn't appreciated. That's where you learn the concept of working for something greater than a paycheck. You know, I've always bought into the concept of doing whatever I do, no matter how menial someone else might think that task to be, doing everything I do in work as unto the Lord. Having a concept greater than the paycheck is everything. You teach that to your kids. The world doesn't owe you anything. That is a fundamental philosophy that is being lost in today's generation. Now you're moral. Armed with that tidbit, you are. Time for news when we come back. Florida State, Florida. I welcome your comments on what you witnessed. Even if you're a Florida fan, what did you watch? Are you downcast? Are you disheartened? That you're going to get steamrolled by Alabama? Call me, 205-WFLA-205-9352. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry. 
sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.